right. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast, Oasis Minds. What's funny, actually, about this is that I had originally started Oasis Minds, I believe, last year. And I had made, I don't know, like one or two different episodes. And it, I just wasn't feeling it. And I, I felt like there wasn't uh, the clear direction that I really wanted and I, I didn't have the time to give everything that I wanted to so I was just like you know what? we're going to do a reboot and we're going to start fresh and do exactly what I intended on doing in the very beginning with Oasis Minds and really what does that actually come down to well the whole entire purpose of Oasis Minds is to better ourselves and to really go after that clarity of mind that we seek so much in life. You know, that feeling where you're just high on life, the endorphins are running, uh, just really good things, you know. So I think the topics to, to come on this podcast are going to be quite a wide variety, but it always points back to you, your physical and mental well-being topics like meditation, um, you know, fitness, weightlifting, cardio, nutrition, the things that make you feel good. So I think on this very first episode, I am actually going to talk about something that is sometimes touchy for some people. It's somewhat of a touchy subject, but I think it's an important one, especially when we're talking about ways that we can better ourselves and that is quitting alcohol it's a huge topic right now and you know being sober is it's a it's a tough task I mean I think it's because with our society I feel like alcohol is such a huge part of being social uh, it's a huge part of, you know, movies. I mean, I, I don't, I can't even count how many times I've seen a movie where somebody's relaxed, they're, they're having a drink. Um, then on the flip side, how many movies have we actually seen too where alcohol is what breaks out a fight? And how many times, especially, uh, I, I, I would imagine the majority of us have seen an altercation play out um, you know, it, in, in, in real life, you know, and I have, I have even been part of, I, you know, I've been a victim of assault by, uh, you know, when I was at a bar one time and, you know, I got swung right in the face with a, a fist and I, it, I was blindsided. I did nothing to even warrant it. I don't know why I was the one that was, uh, chosen for this guy that was storming out and, I was in his path. I don't know who he was and just swung at me. And I've just, I've, I'm at a point in my life that I'm just so sick of alcohol. So I think where we should probably start here. And I think for this first episode, I'm obviously just going to, it's just solo going right now. Um, I think going forward, uh, this podcast will not just be about sobriety or quitting alcohol and but it, it once again it's gonna talk about things like this 
uh, subject. And I, I want to make sure that I can get other people on here to talk about their experiences with it. I think, you know, I, I think too, just for this first episode, when with, with such a powerful topic as quitting alcohol, I think I should probably start with my own personal reasons for wanting to quit alcohol. And I think these would resonate with many others. And even if there's just one other person out there that's listening to this podcast and or this p- particular episode, hopefully that will f- feel like it's enough for them. Um, or they know that there's somebody else, you know, somebody else out there like them that is also experiencing these things. And you start questioning really what is the purpose of alcohol in our lives? So first and foremost, I'm going to start with my own personal reasons, like I said. So I think when I was, I, you know, I, what I wanted to do bef- with this podcast is right before I came on, I just wanted to jot down some of my, my personal reasons of why, what, what does alcohol do to impede things that I love to do? And I know for all of you, there are, are times right now, there have been times in the past, and, um, you know, there are just, there are so many events, at least in my life, where alcohol has impeded things that I just love to do, um, or I wanted to do better. And um, here it goes, here, here are some of my personal reasons why I want to quit alcohol, and I seriously just despise alcohol right now in my life. So these are, I did not list them in order of importance because I was kind of just flying all over the place. So, um, so let's start with, let's start with family. Now I grew up with a family that enjoyed alcohol. I mean, this is, and this is nothing against, uh, anything to do with, uh, you know, some of my family, I have some family members that don't drink any alcohol, but you know, I, yeah, I was just, I was around it growing up. Um, uh, I had friends and some of my friends drink. Uh, yeah. And so it was just natural for me, I think with growing up and, and drinking alcohol, but when it comes down to now in my life, you know, I mean, here I am, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties. I have a, I have a wife and two beautiful daughters and I started to really con- consider what they're seeing in their little eyes, you know, and I say little because they're both toddlers and I just, I, I want to quit alcohol because I want my daughters to see a man that doesn't need alcohol. You know, I think I'm so used to that image of, you know, the guy just kicking back, putting his feet up, uh, whatever, scotch on the rocks, grabbing a beer, whatever it may be. Um, I, I feel like I, I need to set a better example. And I want my daughters growing up not needing alcohol. And will they try it and use it at some point in their life? I, I mean, obviously, any parent would probably probably want to say, no, I I wish that wouldn't happen. And I wish they would never touch alcohol. I hope, I hope that, uh, but I, you know, all I can do is try to be the best parent that I can be. And that's where I started was I hated alcohol because I don't want my daughters wanting it 
you know, when they grew up. I don't want them seeing their dad using it. I really also want the memories to be clearly remembered. Um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get to the point too, where I have had nights where I'm, you know, drinking with my buds or, um, you know, just relaxing with my wife. Um, I don't know. I, I go see some buddies and then, you know, I'll be playing with, uh, my daughters where just, you know, you know, messing around, they're having fun, smiling, everybody's laughing. And, I wake up and I'm like, th things are hazy, you know, uh, I, I don't like that. I, I want to have my memories be clearly remembered. And I, I hate the fact of, you know, I, I always hated to, especially, you know, sometimes in college when, you know, you would hear things like, oh, do you remember when you did this and you did that? And I'm just like, don't really remember that night. And especially now for my family, uh, being a dad, I want to be able to wake up in the morning knowing 100% everything that was the night before, that had happened the night before. And I want to remember all the smiles on my, my daughter's faces. Um, I don't also, I don't want them to, to look at me um, you know, after I have had a couple and, uh, you know, I, I could, I could, you, everybody can tell even if after somebody's even had just a couple drinks that they're acting different. And I didn't want that for my daughters. And, uh, it's taken me to now, you know, I'm in my mid thirties to, to really realize this. Um, and obviously too, I, I, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm doing my part as a husband uh, and a father and, uh, being completely there for them. So I, th I think that wraps up kind of like the family section. And I know obviously I could probably keep talking for another hour of just on the family topic, but I'm trying to really point out kind of the high level biggies of why I want to quit alcohol. And I feel like these would resonate with a lot of other people. You know, obviously I'm saying, uh, I want to be a better dad and better husband. That's, uh, that doesn't even have to relate to somebody that, you know, is a, a mom or a dad. It could just be, uh, it, it could just be something for somebody who says to themselves, you know, I want to be better for my friends. I want to be better for, uh, my loved ones. It's, it's, it's very easy to, to think immediately that we have family and friends and dearly beloved ones, even if just one person in your life uh, even if it is your dog that you care so much about, there are, there are so many great reasons to give up alcohol. Some other things, I think too, it, it comes down to other things like hobbies. Uh, hobbies would be another biggie. I, I am starting to realize now, I, you know, in my, my mid-30s that it's like, I can't learn and enjoy new things if I'm always tired, you know, or when I, when I drink, I'm, I'm buzzed. You, you can't concentrate on a new hobby. So, I mean, I know some jokes could be made like, uh, you know, you could play some darts or, you know, throw some cornhole or whatever you want to do. Uh, but really like I'm, I'm talking about some really awesome hobbies. I have a telescope, for example, um, just, you can name anything for anybody, but really think about the hobbies that you would really love to take on that alcohol inhibits. 
whether you are a person who's drinking every day or even drinking once or twice a week, uh, you know, I, I applaud all those that are, that don't drink alcohol at all, or they're able to just drink, you know, five times a year. Uh, but really think about some of the things that you would just truly love to do that alcohol will not help in any way, shape, or form. Some other things. Uh, another topic that I was thinking about professionally. You know, I am a mobile developer. I love mobile development. I develop for iOS, Android. It's just something that I'm so super passionate about. And we all know that, you, you know, we get invited to happy hours or whatever that may be. It, it affects your memory. We know this affects your memory. I hate being, you know, going to a happy hour or having some drinks and then going in the next day and I'm just my, I don't know how to describe it. We all know that feeling though, but it's just like the wiring is not all there in your brain. It's not as fast. You're, you feel lousy and things like programming, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what, what you may do. My, my, certain profession is mobile development, whatever you may do, especially jobs that may be rather more dangerous. Uh, you know, these are things that once again, alcohol will not relieve. And I understand, I understand too, this is something on the podcast that I, you know, we're going to have to do a few more episodes on, but finding joy, happiness, peace, and being able to relax without things like alcohol to make our lives better. This is this is something I'm very passionate about. But think to yourself about the professional reasons why alcohol inhibits you from being the best that you can be. Another biggie for me, mental health. You know, I, I love that we live in an era where we can just say physical and mental well-being or physical and mental health like it's nothing now. It I, I just it's so weird to me to think that you know thirty plus years ago to say something like mental health was was weird, but we we live now in an an era that I, we just that's a huge part of us. I know for a fact that alcohol, as it does for everybody, it makes you lose judgment. It it makes you lose control of you. You are essentially becoming unstable with every sip of alcohol. I hate it. That's what I hate. I, I understand. Um, most people will say, well, I, I love that. It's almost like sometimes, uh, I don't want to say euphoric feeling when you start having your first drink, but let's really be honest. It goes downhill and you know, it, it increases things like depression with mental health. I mean, it, the worst thing in the world, too, is, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm in my mid-30s, but, I mean, especially for people, you know, that are of the age of, you know, maybe being in college, alcohol, it will increase depression because there are going to be, I hopefully, hopefully not many times, and for some, unfortunately, there may be many times, but it can stop anytime you want. But with mental health, it will in increase depression. You're going to do things that you, you wish you hadn't done, or you're going to do things that you hadn't recalled, and then somebody's going to say you did do this. It is, it's just nobody can ever 
say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I had, I had 10 drinks and, uh, you know, it helped my energy levels. Uh, it's, it's given me vitality. It's, you know, I have, I have such great energy. I can go run a marathon. Just no, like just no, it, it, it doesn't. And I know I'm calling a lot of these things out, but once again, I'm trying to impact some of the people that are listening right now, because I really want you to think about what it actually does for you in your life. Another biggie for me, I think, is like financial reasons. One, okay, alcohol just, it will make you do stupid stuff. I mean, financially, I, I know this has happened to so many people, including myself. You end up being like, wait, what did I just buy on Amazon? Uh, you know, it's like, I, I wish Amazon had a feature like if if it's, you know, I think it'd be hilarious if like you could actually like do a um, breathalyzer test into your computer and, you know, even and also if it's past like a certain time, you just can't buy anything on Amazon or wherever it may be. It just makes you buy stupid stuff. And, and the other thing that it does is you will save a ton of money. I mean, when I think of a six pack of, of whatever your liking may be, if, if you're, if you're still drinking right now, I don't know many six packs that you can get under probably eight to 10 bucks. I mean, I, I'm imagining little, I, I don't like, like Seagram stuff. I don't know how much that stuff is, but you know, when I think about some of the things that, uh, you know, I've enjoyed, whether that be everything from, you know, IPAs to your regular just, you know, Bud Light to your, I don't know, those seltzers, like the the White Claw seltzers, you know, this is just, it adds up. It definitely adds up. And um, I, I'm, I just can't say enough just how much money you end up um, saving. You know, you really end up saving a lot. And especially, too, if you're doing, like, a six-pack a night or more, you're going to be looking at a lot of savings. So I think the, you know, the other things, too, I think come down to, I was kind of thinking about, like, nutrition. Uh, for, for me, there's been a lot of things that I have really wanted to do uh, for my nutritional health. And I think this goes for a lot of people out there. For me, I just wanted to start really lowering my use, um, or my intake of a lot of meat, especially a lot of just crap meat, um, really processed foods. You know, it's just really what it comes down to is cleaning up my diet. And I don't, you know, I think we all know this. We, we, we joke around about, you know, the munchies and stuff like that. But I know for a fact, even if I just have one drink, it, it ignites something as if I am like starving. You know, when you are sober and you, you can eat a, a hefty plateful, when I, when I drink, I can eat 10 times that amount. I mean, 
it's just unbelievable how much weight gain people end up getting because of using alcohol. Um, now, I, I totally understand, too. I've, I've heard times where if you do stop drinking, uh, sometimes you don't see some of the weight loss just because you're, you're kinda, you just have some other weird cravings. But over the course of your life, um, I, I think without a doubt that alcohol makes that impact on a lot of the better nutritional choices um, that you know you really could be making if you hadn't had alcohol. Um, some other things that are personal to me, but you know they they these may not be the things for your personal reasons to give up alcohol. But um, one of them for me, big time, was fitness. You know, I'm just speaking of nutrition; they kind of go hand in hand. And uh, my big thing was, you know, I started into bodybuilding when I was 14 or 15. And I continued that all the way until probably about 27-ish. I always hate talking about like the rationalizations and excuses. But, you know, I'm just going to say life happens. Um, you know, work. I went to grad school. I just, you know, and then you, when, you, when you don't do that stuff anymore and you start drinking the alcohol, I mean, it's just nobody can tell me, oh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on, you know, if your thing is, is going to run a marathon, if, if your thing is, I just want to be able to go on a 10 mile hike so I can go do some awesome camping trips and, and go hike around. Um, for me, you know, I say bodybuilding and, uh, weightlifting, you know, I, I've never heard of people saying, you know, I think alcohol is really going to be a part of my hardcore, uh, you know, fitness, nutritional, uh, regimen. And it's just, it's not going to do anything for you. Um, and that was one of my reasons. And I think you, for, for any listener out there, I think to really jot down some of the fitness goals that you want, that, you know, right now, alcohol is impeding. Um, I think another one too, I think just kind of playing on the fitness level is I, I really love like things like self-defense. I, I think it's just, I think it's a lot of fun. I think I've definitely been more intrigued by it. I, I tried it, you know, when I was younger, but I, I always had this mentality, oh, you know, I'll just go work out. No, it's, it's not like that. And especially to um, at least something for me personally in my life changed when I had two daughters. Um, I am the only man in the house and I would just never want anything to happen to him. But I think even beyond just the whole self-defense thing, um, you know, it, you know, for me, it, it was just a, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I, I would just love to be into it, but, but it's also fun. The other thing is too, is like, you, you can't, you cannot walk in to go learn martial arts drunk or, you know, even just a little bit of tips, a little bit tipsy. It's not going to happen. And not only that, the, the biggest thing that I remember uh, when I was younger um, with, with working out and, and really being into um, bodybuilding, I, I mean, I just, I, I loved working out. The, the thing was, I hated drinking. Um, I, I would probably go out on the weekends. You know, yes, I went through college. Um, but 
I, I even believe, uh, I, well, actually I know, uh, that Joe Rogan said this one time on his podcast, you know, that it's just, he, he doesn't like the, the regular use of alcohol is because it destroys your, your fitness game. You know, you can't go into the, to the gym the next day and, uh, you know, crank it out. You can't have a good workout, whatever it may be for you. Um, you know, whether that, that may be running or, I mean, even just walking, you know, if you wanted to go on a five mile walk, you are going to feel lousy and it, it impedes what you can do that you love and that you could be so much better at. Um, so I think, you know, that's, that, those are probably really my, my real personal reasons. Um, I think on, after that, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think family hobbies, you know, professional reasons, mental, physical health, financially. I, you know, I think this, I, I think this was actually still on Joe Rogan too. They had this, um, this woman on and, um, she was, she was talking about Alan Carr's book. I think it's, uh, here I wrote it down. It's called the easy way to control alcohol by Alan Carr. And I just got it. I'm going to try to listen to it on audible, uh, you know, while I'm kind of going for some walks and it's very tough right now with everything with the coronavirus and everybody's kind of inside. But, uh, I would definitely highly re- recommend it. I've just started into it and it is great. But, um, so the, the woman that Joe Rogan had on, and I'm, I'm sorry, I forget her name, but she was at, at the end of it. She, she essentially says what we know about alcohol is that it literally makes us stupid when we're talking about, you know, some liquid courage or whatever that may be. It's dulling your senses and making you stupid. Every sip we take, we get more stupid. You can't remember things. You're not as sharp. And I, that hit me so powerfully. So I think that being aside, those are the personal reasons why I, I want to quit alcohol and to stay sober, and I want people who are listening to really define your personal reasons. I think they are so powerful to to really quit alcohol. I am not a medical professional, so I you know I can't give any sort of medical advice. But I think we just know from just from a simplistic, rational uh, judgment sake for our own health backing off the alcohol is going to be good for you. And that's really one of the purposes of this podcast, like I said, is to talk about a lot of these big topics that can really help us, um, you know, get that high on life feeling that that's that, that, and and being sober would just give us so much more in life. So outside of the personal reasons, I would say really for the scientific reasons for quitting alcohol, I'm not going to reference you know, all these specific studies, I would say what I personally did, I went to the national institutes, national institutes of health. Um, I, I believe it's the national Institute on alcohol abuse and alcoholism. It's part of the NIH and they have 
fantastic literature. I mean, absolutely fantastic here. I'm even going to pull it up right now, but uh, you can get really quick stats. I mean, they talk about alcohol's effects on the body. I mean, even on your heart. I mean, if, if, if you really want to hear an impact right here, drinking a lot over a long time or too much on a single occasion can damage the heart, causing problems, including cardiomyopathy, which is the stretching and drooping of heart muscle, arrhythmias, irregular heartbeats, strokes, high blood pressure with uh, liver, a host of cancers. And we always think of the liver and the pancreas and the heart and the brain. But, I mean, there is just, it, we, we know it can, can scare the living hell out of us. I mean, let's just be honest there. And I actually really encourage people to go look at the science. Go look at to see what's out there. Before we start seeing, like, all these cool commercials and stuff like that, like, really go out there, give yourself some knowledge. I know it can be scary sometimes, and some people are better at looking at statistics more on like a, a piece of paper, like, you know, going to the NIH, uh, the, the government website. Some people like seeing the pictures of what happens, uh, to, you know, to your liver and, and the, the effects on the brain. Do whatever you have to do, but just get yourself some knowledge. Um, trying to think what else here I really want to talk about. I mean, this is going to be more of a part one in reasons to, stay sober or in quit drinking, reducing that alcohol consumption, because I, I would love to have more people uh, discuss this with me on here. But for me right now, I mean, this is just beginning for me. So I, I, I'm making sure that this is not like people think I've been sober for 20 years of my life. No, this is just starting. And I think before we kind of call it off for the first episode, I I want to make sure I'm always giving helpful pointers uh, and resources, you know, aside even just from the, uh, you know, the NIH uh, site that I was talking about, but things that personally may be uh, helpful for me that may, you know, help you. Number one, always look for meetups. And I know it's really tough right now, like I said, with the coronavirus, so things may be on hold, but a lot of people are doing some pretty cool things digitally. And... I think right now, I, one of the apps right now that I think has been pretty cool is it's called Sober Grid. It's pretty awesome, and, and it, it feels kind of like a, I mean, it's a, it's a social platform. Uh, think of, not to the extent maybe of, of Facebook, but it's, it's, like, it's that feel, you know, of, of that community, and that we're all after that one thing, and that's really wanting to quit alcohol. Um, or, you know, whatever it may be. And I think there was another one too. I think it was called sobriety engine and it was, it's hosted on this platform called mighty networks. Uh, They have an app out there and sobriety engine is basically kind of like a private group. And I mean, even think about too, with private groups, search around for things on Facebook that are private, you know, make, make sure yourself if you're not comfortable with kind of talking about it, you know, re- retain that anonymity and you know for yourself. For me, I'm I'm at this point where it's just like, if I can 
talk about this with one person and somebody can listen and make their lives better. I'm absolutely all for it. And uh, I'll do that for you. One thing too that I kind of liked was the idea of challenges with your friends. Even if it's just one person, you know, some people feel like when they quit something, you know, it could be smoking, it could be tobacco, it could be, it could be just something that's not beneficial in your life. Right now, for me, I want to make sure this topic is about alcohol or something that you want to quit. But um, this one obviously is geared more towards quitting alcohol, but really kind of make a challenge with one of your friends. Be vocal about it, even if it's just with one person and say, let's do a challenge. You know, we always talk about like the sober October, but I definitely do know that if you are vocal about it, even with just one person, you feel more accountable. I think we, we all know that with anything in life, uh, do it. it. It will help. Once again, these are just a, a kind of an array of, of, of helpful resources and pointers that can, that can lead you on your way. I did mention Alan Carr's book, The Easy Way to Control Alcohol. That seems to be a pretty uh, famous one that a lot of people talk about. And I will, I will even say that, you know, look up podcasts as well. If you're, if you're kind of needing either a support or just want to hear some from some different voices, I will absolutely mention more podcasts out there, uh, outside of just my own. And I'm not scared about that. The one that I want to mention right now, because it was the one that I listened to the most, it's called home and, uh, you know, just H O M E. And I don't think they've actually done recent podcasts lately. I think it it may have stopped around 2018, but the content's still all very relevant. And not only that, the the um, and of course I'm blanking on their names, and I feel so bad because uh, their podcast really meant a lot to me at the time. Uh, they started up this. If I think it first started out as like a blog, and it was called Hip Sobriety. And I, I really loved it because I, I loved just kind of the their take on sobriety. And I, th- I think they even have courses now in like treatment programs for people that, you know, want to have that community, that strong community. Because one thing that I always remember that they would talk about on that, it was you don't have to get to the point where there has to be some sort of statistical factor that says, okay, yeah you you definitely have a problem or you, you are there just just stop of course there are absolutely medical reasons if any doctor is saying to stop immediately i am not a medical doctor you listen to your medical professional but what i love what they say about sobriety is that once you know and you are mindful enough to know that it is impacting your life in a negative way that you don't need to know some sheet or some test to know that there is something that you want to fix in your life. And I, I love the way that they look at it. And I, you know, I love the way that they look at the term alcoholic. It's, it's, I, I just, I, I also despise the term alcoholic and I, and for anybody out there, you know, is is somebody who regularly drinks three to six drinks a night, uh, an alcoholic, is it a person who binges 
once a month. You know, the, it's just stopping with that type of terminology personally really helped me kind of take a look at my self. And I think it could definitely help you. It doesn't matter the intake. It's it, if it isn't having a negative impact on your life and you're starting to question it, I love the fact that that podcast was the first podcast that I had heard that um, really kind of helped me look at and see, yeah, there are so many things I would love to do out there in, in this world and alcohol is not helping any of it at all. So, um, so yeah, just getting back to that, I definitely can, can shout that podcast out and that's called home. Uh, so like I said, support groups, if needed, you know, I always, I love support groups. I, it's just taken me a while to kind of, kind of come around and, um, really actually say, okay, yeah, I've, I would actually like to have a community of people that are kind of going after the same thing here. So um, the one that has actually also helped me too, this, this is going to be uh, one of the last kind of pointers or tips I have. I realized, I, and most people actually made fun of me, was that I actually do like hard seltzers. And so I'm not even making fun of the companies. Like they, they have had a great product and that's, that was one of the things I, I really enjoyed. So for me, one of the things that worked to kind of switch over was starting to drink like fizzy drinks like that. Um, I'm going to call out a couple companies here. One of them is bubbly and there's another one called Zevia. I think there's another one called buy. Oh man. I feel like I'm missing another one. Those are coming to mind right now, but yeah, go look up uh, some some of these. They're, you know, bubbly, Zevia, by what I love to do was it if you pour that into glassware with good ice, there's something about it like feeling like you have an alcoholic drink. The one thing that I I definitely agreed with with so many people was if you go into a social setting where others are drinking. And that's what they want to do. Totally cool. Don't, you know, it's just, it don't, I, I've never been one of those. I'm just going to start preaching something against anybody because I've been the person that's usually been drinking, um, you know, at happy hours and stuff. But I will say that when you pour one of these into a rocks glass with ice, you have something in your hand and you don't have to feel like you, you know, your hands are in your pocket and you're, or, you know, you, you have to be made fun of and you have like this plastic cup of water with, uh, you know, an umbrella sticking out and you feel like a kid, you know, treat yourself like an adult and, and treat yourself in a way with respect that you, you don't have to have an alcoholic drink, but you can feel like you belong, you know, and that's, that's what I've always done. There was another trick that I actually had one time. That is when I first originally started, you know, kind of knowing that I, I needed to, to stop, uh, with, with alcohol. It's, I just didn't, I just didn't like it anymore. I it was just getting in the way I would go, you know, if, if our team had a happy hour, I would actually just go to the bar while they weren't looking. And I would ask the bartender, you know, to just put club soda in a rocks glass with a lime because my kind of favorite drink was vodka soda. Um, and I know a lot of people laugh, but that, I just, 
when I when I drank, I kind of like I, I just wanted liquor, but I wanted it to be light. And I I really wasn't a huge beer fan, uh, so uh, it was really not a hard turnover for me. And I, I that's why I always tell people try to find something where just to kind of feel socially unawkward, not awkward, I should just say that, um, go try to find something that, uh, you know, you can feel like you have something in your hand and you can remain in that conversation and you don't have to worry about it and you just do your thing. I think just the last pointer I'll give now too is just to try to stay busy. It's easier said than done. And, uh, you know, that there's some things that I can do where I, it's, you know, especially doing something with more focus like meditation. We can talk about that in a different episode. But I would definitely say try to find things to just stay busy, learning new skills, uh, getting outdoors. Try not to put yourself, especially when you're beginning on the road to just like cutting out the alcohol. There's no reason in trying to tempt yourself if you know you're going to be in a situation. After a while, if it's not a thing anymore, then yeah, don't worry about it. Um, and this is just going to, you know, be dependent on anybody's situation. You know, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I've heard people talk about just having a few drinks a week and they just got pissed off with themselves and they just stopped. Then, you know, we, we've heard of some, some stories where people drink a lot, a lot every single day and it's destroyed parts of their lives and they know they need to quit. And, at the same time, though, what I've always loved is that this is always one goal, and this is the goal of the podcast is to to highlight these things because we are on that same mission to uh, you know look under the lens or look through the lens, I guess I should say, and and get better for ourselves to get what I always like to call that that high on life, those endorphins going, that clarity of mind uh, for for your mental and uh, physical health. So. For the first episode, I I definitely hope you know that you got something from this, and I hope it's it's something that you can kind of take back, even if you're you're you've just been listening this this whole time. Uh, I really appreciate it. So once again, this is uh, Adam, and this is signing off from Oasis Minds. I really wish the best to to all of you out there, and just uh, stay healthy. All right, see you guys.